This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard, and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. And a happy tree day to those who celebrate. Obviously, I do. Uh, Mitch, you haven't got a tree yet for your house, but we're working on it. Yeah, when you said tree day, I was like, I'm like, what the fuck day is this when you first met? I'm like, what is this vegan fucking hippie lefty bullshit <laughs> you're talking to me about? What the fuck's tree day? And then I realized, oh, it's December 1st. It's the day you put your fucking tree up. I was like, is it like, I don't know. What's There's so many days for things now. I feel like an old man. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, tree day. My, right. uh, I have not got a Christmas tree. So we'll mine's sort, we up. can sort that out later. Um, all right, so let's jump in. There is a lot of news to digest this week. Let's start with the biggest story of the week. The main thing that I've been covering at work this week, so I'm very across it, which is good because people like to listen to us when we know what we're talking about. And I guess sometimes when it's, we it's rare, but sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so Brandon Smith went on a podcast a few days ago. He said some things and everyone lost their motherfucking minds, Mitchell. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one to know where to start with this one. We've got a couple of bullet points I want to get through. But I think I want to first, I want to go right back to just him signing there mm. and then how we feel about what he said. And then we can dissect it a bit further. Yeah. Firstly, cracking signing for the Roosters. Poor uh, Sam Barrels. Is, He's getting Mitch pierced. He is. This is, um, this is what's happened in the league over the last decade or so is that the Storm... And the Roosters and some other clubs are up there in that discussion. Pretty much a storm on the Roosters just have their kind of way and influence over the league that they get good deals other clubs can't get. The Storm got it with like Xavier Coach, for example. Mm. And whilst they're losing Brandon Smith to the Roosters, they're the only club that could get him by not overpaying him, you know, from the Storm. The reputation they're, they're built helps that. I don't believe in half the garbage about, you know, how much the Roosters care about their players or whatever. Miss me. They care about their best, whatever, but they'll turn them out the moment they're not useful for them, whatever. But Brandon cared. He bought into it. I think it's a cracking signing for them. And, um, you know, it's he's definitely going to be the hooker there. There's no, no speculation over that, obviously. Good signing with their – they have him and, and Radley, those small guys with the other big forwards – have far more faith in it working out that he's because he's gone to the Roosters. And I don't feel sorry for Roosters fans, but they went from Jake Friend to not having a hooker for like half a year to now having Brandon Smith. So I know they didn't rate break Jake Friend. And I'm sure the start of 2023, they'll be going up Brandon Smith's arse. Like they were going up Jake Friend. I think that's a cracking signing. I agree. For them. And uh, yeah. I don't actually, but I don't think it's a big loss for the Storm. That's no. the interesting part with this one. It, like they have Harry Grant. They, well, like they'll care, but they won't care that much. Well, that's the thing, right? So we're obviously going to do this expansion draft thing coming up. And we mentioned that you'd protect five players from each team. And we said the Storm would protect one of those two guys, but not both. Yeah. And the way we're doing it, when we do do it, the uh, Brandon Smith now belongs to the Roosters. So that oh, changed he? that okay. dynamic. Yeah, he does. Well, I need to update. I did the Roosters yeah, no. protections. I will need to update that. Um, yeah, I, I agree, mate. I think it's a fantastic signing. Um so if people didn't listen to the podcast that he was on or read anything about it, um, he talked about how he was playing golf with Mitch Orbison and I think Jared Ray Hargraves and someone else and, and Nick Politis happened to call. Well, what a coincidence. How did that happen? Happened calls to call him all the time. Mitch- yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, anyway, happened to call while they were there and, and, he, and Brandon bought into the sort of the culture and, and this sort of attitude and this professionalism that the Roosters seem to have 
which they do obviously do have. They're along with the Storm, I think, in a tier of their own as the best run clubs. Probably Souths alone as like a tier yeah, two, and then everyone, next, uh, everybody yeah. else below that. But anyway, um, he bought into that. I think totally fair enough. The comments he said about wanting to win a, sh- a premiership in that jersey were taken out of context. The bit that everyone got mad about, obviously it was prefaced with him talking about signing them in the first place. He wasn't saying like it was his childhood dream or anything like that. And I don't think he said anything that he meant to be a slight on Melbourne, um, but it was obviously taken that way. And my whole problem, and I think literally, I think all the controversy about this, all of it, the swear words, the stories, all of it comes from the fact that he's not signing for the Roosters and playing for them in three months time. He's signing and playing for the Roosters in 2023. And that is where all of this comes from, in my opinion. I think that if he had, I think that if it was November 1st or mid November or whatever, and he'd signed for the Roosters and said, well, you know, Melbourne was great. We had, listen, listen to all these fun times we had, blah, blah, blah. But I was on the golf course with Mitch Orbison and Nick Politis called that made me think, Jesus, clubs well run. I've been, a, I've been a fan of the way they operate for ages. Trent Robertson's a great coach. All that stuff that he said, completely fair, completely true. And everyone would have just been like, yeah, you know what? Fair enough. But because he's now got to go back and play for another entire season with a different team, a team where he's, they've all just heard him wax lyrical about probably their biggest rival in terms of like on-field product over the last five to 10 years. They've just heard him go on a very public forum and say all these amazing things about this club that he's not going to be playing for in a couple of months time. And that's where people's noses get out of joint. And I think that that is fair enough. I think that, I don't think he said anything particularly egregious across the whole podcast, mm-hmm. the swearing, the stories about the vodka and stuff. I heard someone call it drink spiking. Fucking miss me with your pearl clutching. But um, I don't think he said anything controversial in that regard, but I do agree that people have a right to be pissed off by it if you're a Melbourne Storm fan or if you're just a fan of rugby league in general. But they're mostly because, not. Because you you acknowledge that this whole situation is fucking ridiculous. The guys are signing for teams 15 months before they're going to lob up for their first day of training. I don't think many Storm fans, rational ones, are angry. That's the thing that I find funny about this. I don't think many of them that are angry. And I agree with almost everything you're saying there, but a lot of the anger driven, and I don't want to touch it yet, but we will touch there, is that it's the traditional mediums can't handle that this wasn't given to them. Is a lot yeah. of it's come from that. And then they can pick it apart because... They know Brandon Smith isn't talking to them anymore. They know, like, so they can rip it to shreds and use someone else's content and do what they did with it because it wasn't on the Maddie John show or it wasn't on 360. And if it was on, if he told those stories on the Maddie John show, they'd have, he'd have sworn, they'd have bleeped it, they'd all laugh. Fletch and other dickheads all would have dickhead stories. They'd have loved it. It'd have gone great, but he didn't tell it there. He told it in their own medium. And that's the only way this is going to keep going. And we had a bit of a discussion about it ourselves, you know, now one of our many uh, gentlemen's DMs. And uh, it was like, came up, oh, you know, someone mentioned that players will just not say these things in the future. And no, they will keep saying these things. This is not, these are not the same players that we had 10 years ago. Or we had now, I've said this before, but they're not mine or your generation either, Matt, Matt. These guys grew up with social media way more than the rest of us did. They grew up sharing too much information on camera, doing their own thing. They're all their own content creators. They all know all, all do their own thing. They're not going to stop speaking. They're yeah. going to speak more and more in their own ways to other former players or other mediums, do their own media and cut out the, me- the actual media in between. It's yeah. not going away. Brandon Smith's not going to shut up. No, and He's nor not. should he. Look, I wrote no. about this today and, and I'm, I was worried that this might have a negative impact. I think it will. There will be some guys that sort of 
pause before they go out and empty the, their souls on a podcast or somewhere else going forward. There will be guys like that. Maybe not Brandon Smith, but there will be other guys who are a little bit apprehensive going forward about being so open and, and frank about their, their dealings. Yeah, but and they weren't doing found... it anyway in the past. They weren't no, doing that's, this. That's true, but it, it, I, what I'm saying is it might stop more guys from wanting to go down yeah. that road in the future. Brandon Smith's not one of them. I don't think he gives a shit, personally. I think he's fine and, and just play on and all mm. that stuff. But yeah, like... I, I find found the whole thing ridiculous. Like, oh, they got pissed together. Did they? <laughs> really? Oh, how really? shocking. It, but like, oh my, you mean all those vi- funny things we saw him do drunk? He was drunk when he did those things. What? When he was like, you're kidding me. You, you're kidding yeah. me that at the storm, <laughs> they try and prepare hard, but then when they win things, they drink. Yeah. I saw some guy say, oh. young men, you're saying do this. I, that this. story about was it giving Fanuke and vodka instead of water? Who was it? Um, that part know. of the story, I can't remember which player it was, but like obviously a little bit of a dick move, but not a particularly huge deal. Like it's not like you know if you did it to like a Muslim player, that's a dick move, no question. Yeah, but this was just one of their mates on the piss. Like it's a little bit of a stitch up, like play on. And I heard someone call it a crime. Oh, he, he's bragging about spiking someone's drink, and it's like, mate, drink spiking has a very specific negative connotation to it. And that is not what that is. Okay. That's not what that is. Get over yourself. And the other part I don't get either, Bungard, is all these people call it disrespectful. And I know people at the storm when they've said higher ups, whatever. They're allowed to be pissed off. That's fine. They can be. But it's some fucking 40 or 50 year old on their board or whatever has the shits. I don't care. Mm. And neither will Craig Bellamy care for that person's opinion. Let's be real. Yeah, but how how quickly do you think the football department, when they saw that story come out, oh, Storm might release Brandon Smith for 2022. Like, oh, shut the fuck up. How quickly up. did yeah. Craig Bellamy got on the phone? It was like, what the fuck are you talking Who about? Who the fuck said this? Shut up. <laughs> but but I don't, what I don't get, Bungard, is again, we allow these players to sign, you know, almost 18 months out. From this is where all the problems come jersey. from. We allowed them to do that. And now people are thinking it's disrespectful that he's envisioning himself winning things at the Roosters. It's like, do you, are you fucking stupid cunts aware of how the human brain fucking works? Hey, hey, hey. You're you, all you, humans. Hey, fuck. Hey, you can't say that word on a podcast. Oh, apparently there not. Be, there might be women listening. Yeah, but I heard that. And if people there are, saying stop. that. Oh, I can't believe he's seeing himself dreaming of premiership in the Roosters jersey. <laughs> do you think he like, what do you think he signed the fucking contract for? <laughs> Like when I, when I go to sign a contract to work somewhere, yeah. If I got to move, bit like I think about the next fucking business. Doesn't mean I'm not doing my current job. Yeah, when, I'm gonna when, think about like when, oh when Nick fuck. Cantham was winding down the weeks at the Daily Telegraph, he was thinking about Big Ted and the three windows and all yes. that jazz. And that's fine. Oh my god, he should be. <laughs> it's I was losing my mind. It's like he can want to. There's people can feel more than one thing at a time, and it came out in his little statement. We all knew that was going to come anyway. Brandon Smith can both want to win a premiership at his future club and win one at his current fucking club because he's an athlete and they like winning fucking things. What do you they think he's going to do? Not, not try this year? He's <laughs> going to go, you know, he's going, no, sorry, guys. I can't root Sydney. Roosters, I can't picture myself doing anything good there until November 1st next year. And if I say that, like, fucking miss me. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Oh, so- my God. That. That was making me lose my mind. That that that, and then there's the other other coverage. The swearing stuff was hilarious. The effect, like the most offensive thing in that whole thing was saying doing it on the path of women again. That's sexist. That's old school sexism. You think women can't speak for themselves? You have to speak for them. You're a sexist. We have we have a guest host, and she's very foul mouthed. So yeah. it's she not is. like women don't swear. But that lost um, me. But I, I want to touch on though, like. 
those guys, again, like the coverage after it, they're just going to keep doing their own thing, players. And I, yeah. I know you're not saying all of them won't keep doing Some will rethink what Brandon Smith did and address it differently. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is they're not going to stop doing it because of what some black ash. They're going to keep talking no. to the players. Just And it's not just an Australian thing. Like go all the way to American sport, right? And Aaron Rodgers, one of the biggest, you know, stars in American sport will not do any media over there outside of what his contract will be obliged to do for the club. Any of it, bar speak to Pat McAfee. Even though Pat McAfee is the media, he speaks to Pat McAfee because he's a former player. He'll speak to him and tell him heaps of shit he would never tell media. You know, and that's only going to keep growing in, in, in this landscape. And whatever you think of the YTK, sorry, YKTR boys or not, those podcasts and those platforms are only going to keep growing. Yeah. And we're going to keep hearing stupid shit. People are getting mad at them and trying to tell them to get back in their box and the dumb stuff about like how, you know, people should speak to trusted media. It's, oh, yeah. The trusted media at News Corp, the players who speak to you more. Like, I'm sure you, you know, as you saw, you really had Brandon Smith back after this. Like, fuck me. That was ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's all about control. That's where all most of this consternation comes from. All of this. Pickles is not happy. He's fired up. He's not. Um, it's, it, it's all about wanting to control the landscape. And at, at the end of the day, they're like, they're just mad that they didn't get this scoop. And guess what? That's actually a good thing. That's a good thing if we have less sort of reliance and less sort of salivating about being the person that's the first person to break this news. Like, mm-hmm. I hope more players go down this road. And I hope they just sort of casually say, like, Jacob hosted it on a Twitch stream last year, for God's sake. Like, I hope more players go down this road because you and I aren't interested in this shit. That's not the part of rugby no. league that we care about. And we've got... we've built up a pretty decent sized audience ourselves of people who don't care about that shit either. And the reason why the greater rugby league public cares in inverted commas about that shit is it's because it's the only type of story that they get. And if these scoops go away, are these guys just worried they're going to have to actually watch games? Well, mate, that's, that's the thing. That's part of like, and that's the next one I want to touch on mate. Is like, Part of the, the system changing, while well, I don't think it's going to solve any issues for anybody, is because the media don't know what the fuck else to talk about, mate. They don't know what to do without speculation, rumor, all off-field garbage. They don't know what to do, and it's not going to change. And even this, as you said, it, it pissed off the system that Manfred did his own thing, and they went through and counted the swear words and other dumb things. Like, in Australia, anybody cares about swear words, as if, the, again, the children growing up today need to be protected from swear words. Mate, I don't know what you know about kids today, but they're hearing swear words fucking uh, everywhere. They're on TV. I, they're on their computer. They're in their phone. They're everywhere. I made this point earlier today, but it's just so funny to me that there's like a whole generation of older people who take more offense at like a swear word than if like, if there's like a swear word in a video game where you shoot people in the head. Like the shooting in the head's fine, but if the character says shit, well, little Timmy's got to turn it off. And it's the same guys who yep. like, Go back and watch all those old bullshit shows like Kingswood Country, where like all the jokes were just extremely homophobic or problematic, and like ah, oh, <laughs> you know, back when men were men, this is true blue Aussie humor. But heaven forbid protect someone says women. shit, heaven protect forbid women. someone swears in front of a lady. Give me a yeah. fucking break. Yeah, that's hundred percent, mate. Like the, the words don't mean anything. They they have the power you give them. They don't mean anything. And if you get offended by them, that's that's your problem, really. Like. People say things to offend. If you get offended by it, like that's great. Like Brands is probably loving that people got offended by the swear words. But uh, it, yeah, that whole thing was ridiculous. It, it's just an old school mentality. It doesn't exist anymore. Like it just it, okay, it does, but it's, sorry, it doesn't exist under the age of like fifty. Yeah, no one cares. Um, like, if they don't, but the 
the last thing I want to touch on is the the situation with November first. Yes. So everyone knows November first is a thing now, but it wasn't that long ago, right? That round thir- you remember this round thirteen or the end of June. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Was the rule, and think back, people. The this and the guess was far worse than it is now. By the way, round was thirteen worse. was worse it than was now. Worse. But it didn't solve anything changing it still. We still got speculation. But if you might remember, the thing that got round 13 changed was that ridiculous Daly Cherry Evans backflip. <laughs> and if you've forgotten about it, it was like, that was like when I, I really turned off DC, obviously, all of it. But that was like six months of this shit. And I'm not even kidding. Like in September 2014, he agreed to terms with, with Manly. He agreed to like a million dollars a year, multi-year deal. And then in October, the Penn family bought the club. November, the Penn family don't want to offer him that deal. So they give him a lower deal, right? So then in March, so in March, March 6, 2015, DCE signed a four-year, $4 million deal with the Titans and then probably went on 360 on TV every fortnight from then. And he had dumb shit like April 20th, DCE said, uh, I understand speculation will remain to round 30, but there's nothing to report and changes to my contract there's been no change in my situation. I went through this process seven weeks ago. Nothing to report. I hope that gets put to bed. Blah, blah, blah. All that garbage. By May, he said, all I said is that it'd be curious. It'd be a curious situation to see what it does eventually if Manly do offer me something. I can't get any more emphatic than that, he said. And then on June 3, he signed with fucking Manly for a six-year deal, which ended up being hmm. like a lifetime deal or whatever. And then he was signed for Manly and then it was registered on, in, on round 13 and he was Manly player the year after. That stupid system pretty much meant that your contract didn't, you could sign fucking 20 contracts and it didn't matter as long as you signed that last one, the June, you know, round 13, you could lodge it and then you'd be that club next year. So that was terrible. And then I think people have lost it. The NRL actually haven't got the power to change these things, which a lot of people were attacking the NRL again about this. And obviously that's worth attacking them, but it's like, you don't think the most overreactionary rule change happy populist administration the games have ever had would have changed this rule instantly if they could have. They would have moved November 1st instantly if they could have. But what happened that year is a new CBA was negotiated the year after. And the RLPA did agree to the 10-day cooling off period that exists. But they had to bring forward, you see, Bunga, because God forbid people have a longer term, like, you know, have to make a decision six months before they move. It got brought forward to November for the year prior. So as we know now, it's November. And you're still not registered to much later, but they, from November, they can start talking to signing for that following year. So instead of pushing round 13 back, they brought it forward and we are where we are now. And the current CBA doesn't expire until the end of this season. But for this to change, it's not the, the NRL would have changed it even the last time. They would have got rid of this and made it easy as possible for them and got rid of the garbage and speculation. It's not in their interest to have this shit out there, but the RLP has to agree to it. And good luck with that because currently it's the one thing that the players and agents have the clubs by the absolute fucking balls with right now, because players sign one year and they sign like a two or three year deal and less than six months into it, they talk about their next goddamn deal. They're not giving that up very, they're not giving that up easily. No, uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's just a ridiculous situation that we find ourselves in. I, uh, I, I, there's just no other sport that this is like. It's like baseball, the tampering laws are pretty strong, and and the last day or so has been the first day where you can announce where players are going to be playing next year. So there's been a slew of deals, and I'm not stupid. Obviously, stuff goes on in the dark, but like 
that season ended six weeks ago and mm-hmm. we didn't know about all well, actually more like four weeks ago sorry but like there's very little co- there was very little contract stuff and then it all just hits like an avalanche on the day and i don't know why other sports can have that and we can't have that here i uh, although i do know why and and i might be in the media arguing against november 1st and saying it's stupid but a lot of guys who are there love it because it just gives mm-hmm. them a pretty much a non-stop cycle of contract speculation and that at the end of the day is pretty much the only brand of story we get a lot of the time and it's just utterly tedious yeah it does 100% mate and like the problem with mine is if it, if it moves if you just move that day and change nothing else none of this will change the players can talk to clubs whenever they want. The agents do when they want. And as you said, Bungard, we're not stupid. We know in the NFL, the NBA, every other sport, we know the tapping up happens. But the main thing that's annoying in rugby league isn't the tapping up happens. It's the fact that it's all we fucking talk about. Like Selwyn Cobo's agent spoke to the Dolphins for 2024. He just resigned with the Broncos. Fuck off. I shouldn't have to hear about that. Yeah. You know, if you sign a player as a fan, when your club's on the player and as a club, when you sign a player to a two or three year deal, you shouldn't be able to go go wipe your hands and go. We have to fucking deal with that for at least two years now. We have to worry about that. It's done, and that's the yeah. most annoying part of it with rugby league. It's so easy to get out of the contracts. The players have so much control. The visibility isn't there. Moving that date will do nothing. Move it another year and keep the same bullshit like piss week contracts. Agent control. Players can you know negotiate a year out still. Move that around. It doesn't mean anything. It won't it, change any of the speculation. It could change, but it won't change because most of the parties yeah. involved have no desire to make it change. But the NRL like, doesn't so want it to change because yeah. it's just a, a primary driver of content for them. And the players union don't want it to change because it gives the players leverage over their clubs. Mm-hmm. No one involved wants it to change. That doesn't change the fact That's that it. it's a terrible system. Well, the, And the way it works in the NFL and NBA, and it would be big difference, and I don't think they can even do this, but it's when you sign a contract, if you sign a five-year, $10 million contract a year, that's your contract. You know, it goes with you. If you get traded, it goes with you. If you get cut, okay, you can get cut in the, in, with, with NBA NFL with guarantees. You'll get a payout. But if you get claimed off the waiver wire when you're cut, that contract goes with you. That is your contract. There's no, I'm getting a pay bump today or I'm getting one next year. There's none of that. You can't do it. So, that's what, for mine, would make a big difference in, in the NRL. And, like, you know, you see guys like Gutherson re-signed at the Eels last year and this year and whatever. Pongo's looking for new money all the time. Ryan Madison jumped, like, three clubs in three years. Because the entire time, the moment players play well, they want an upgrade. The moment. And it just shouldn't work like that. I want player power. I do. But at some point, that shit has to give. And it's not going to And unless they change those type of rules. Like, for example, Payne Haas signed the Brisbane for a 500k a year deal for six years. And at that time, it was security for him. So he took the long deal for security's benefit. And now it's value for the Broncos. But he's going to get an upgrade for the next two years. We're already hearing about, will he join the Roosters in 2024? We shouldn't even worry about his, own, his current fucking contract, but you have to worry about it because it's, they're not secure. He can sign yeah. a year out or he can talk to them now or whatever. But, you know, he signed that long deal and the Broncos are going to upgrade him, which, you know, fair enough. Well, he's playing well enough. But really, I should have to fucking worry about that. that like, should be, that's the deal he signed. That's it. Sam Walker Broncos chat was happening before he made his first grade debut at the Roosters. Right? Reese Walsh Broncos <laughs> chat was happening like three months after he played, moved to the Warriors. Yeah. 
It's ridiculous. And it's and that's not going to stop. If we move that date, it's not going to stop until we have more hard, hard lines around the contracts and how they're movable. If you sign a contract, that is your value. If you think you're worth more than that contract, you sign a shorter contract and you fucking prove it. Because yeah. otherwise, that's your value. That's what I believe. They're not. It's not going to change. The players won't agree to it. The only way they'd agree yeah. to it if the cap went up like ten percent, if they got lots more money, and they won't agree to it. But that's what I believe. If you sign that contract, you, that's it. And then there's the windows, as you mentioned. There's signing windows, and we know tapping up will happen. But I don't care. I only, I only care that I have the illusion of, of it not happening, and that yeah. I know that for this one certain month of the year or whatever, I get announcements of transfers. That's when they happen. We do the speculation for a month and then we fuck off. We go back to playing rugby league, talking about rugby league. That's what we talk about. That's what I care about. And that's not going to happen. No matter where they move this date currently, that's not changing. It's just not. And it's just a shame because it is. It would just be better if more coverage was about the game. I mean, yeah, it would be. And and like we even see now more and more players are just like, because there's no no rules, but more and more players are moving mid-season and breaking contracts. And again, how did that happen without the player illegally talking to the other club? No, exactly. Of you course know? it did. Like, and, and again, I don't care. Once again, I don't care if they're tapping up or not. I care no. that it's ruining the media coverage and everywhere. So if they brought Correct. in fines for agents, clubs, and players, all of them got fined if they got caught talking to another club when they couldn't, if they were, like any of that stuff, it wouldn't fucking stop. We'd fucking stop hearing about it. And that's all I care about. I don't care if they meet somewhere secretly and we don't hear about it. Because again, I, I don't see it. It didn't happen. If a Smith yeah. signs the roosters in the woods and nobody's there to fucking hear it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's it. And none of that's going to change. So people can talk about the date all they want until the contracts are hard, a harder stance on the contracts, harder stance on transfer windows, and, and then also more transfer freedom attached to those contracts. So more loans, player swaps and similar attached to moving those contracts around only when those things change will we see far less ridiculous speculation and it won't change. It doesn't, it no. favors the ages and players too much. Yeah. Be- before we move on, what did you think of everything that he said personally? What, what, like, I mean, I have no issue with any of it. And I know he's, he, you know, he's in his head, he's chatting to his mates and obviously it's, it gets listened to other, by other people, but that's the whole point of why podcasts have grown around the world is that people say things less guarded on a podcast because it feels less like a media opportunity. It feels more like a conversation with mates. That's why a lot of juicy things get said on podcasts. And Brandon yeah. Smith probably he embellished a few things because that's what men do. He said some funny things. Some of his lines about he wants to be known as a, t- like, you know, what are the cunt who goes hard or whatever. That's great. You know, I thought it was all, you know, all in good fun. Most of it. And, yeah, maybe the storm can be a bit aggrieved, but again, what what do people think happens when you sign for other clubs in the future? Like, I just understand what's the difference between him saying that he wants to, he's looking forward to playing for the other club. Yeah, actually, one more thing before we move on, we didn't talk about this at all. Penrith yeah. issuing a statement about the podcast, which don't believe again, them at all. Yep, I, I would all I I'm not going to say one way or other, but all I would say is what's more likely that Brandon Smith decided to completely make up the fact that the Panthers yep. are interested in him or that someone, it could be anyone, it doesn't have to be the club. It could be some booster, someone loosely mm-hmm. involved, another player, someone sounded him out about coming to Penrith. Which of those things do you think is more likely? 100%. And obviously they'll deny it now. because. But remember, about a month ago, they had problems with Happy Coruscant. Mm. 
oh, it's easy to believe they spoke to Brandon Smith or somebody reached out. He said somebody reached out to somebody and spoke yeah. to Brandon Smith about. Penrith. I believe Brian Fletcher if he said he didn't speak to Brandon. Oh yeah, Smith. of course, exactly. That's course, fine, but, uh, but that's. Yeah, but, uh... But yeah, that's yeah. I, I 100% believe someone spoke well, to him. I, I know what Penrith get, are doing. I, I obviously someone can't, got, got their rod up about it. That's why. I obviously can't put those comments like on the record on Twitter. But someone asked, oh, so why do you think it's okay for Brandon Smith to make things up? I'm like, well, I just, I don't think he made it up. <laughs> yeah. That's my okay. personal opinion. Exactly. Oh, he was candid and all and honest the whole time. But that one thing he made yeah. up. But they obviously, it obviously pissed somebody off at Penrith. And Penrith react to anything in the press ever. They still don't seem to understand. They have to react to everything said about their club. But they do, and they had to put out a statement saying that like, we didn't want him because, well, I don't know, someone was upset about that for some reason. Official statement from Penrith. Fuck it, man. She's a bitch anyway. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, there was um, a lot of discourse on Brandon Smith this week, but I do think it did it, a bit of a microcosm of the current state of rugby league. Yeah. I just remember one thing before we move on, by the way. A draft is not going to change people. Oh, yeah, shut the, the, my first, like, I, I wrote three no. things about Smith this week. They were all very well received. Thank you to anyone that said kind yeah. words to me. But some people took the first thing I wrote as an endorsement of a draft. And I would like to strongly get in front of that and say, shut the fuck up. Again, again I'm not anti-draft, but again, you can't have a draft without forcing far more contract control to the club they, get, they go to for longer. Again, I, in the NBA, I am, essentially controlled yeah. by for eight <laughs> years, essentially. Exactly. Yeah, terrible. It, we can't work it, in the current climate. We know that. All the drafts you want, you can't change the roosters of the roosters. And I know people want to call cap cheating or whatever. I don't have to be under the cap for ages still. People need to get their head around that. You have to be under the 2023 cap until 2023. The roosters, the storm, if you remember, 2019, were under the cap until like two days before round one. They had um to get rid of Sam Cassiano. So they were like not under the cap till the season started. It's a bit silly that's that 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 late, but that was it. Like you don't have to be under the cap for ages. But uh, like you can't change the fact that Uncle Nick's at the Roosters, and you can't change they probably look after players in better ways off the field than others do. But like you can't change that, and all the clubs would do it and do do what they can. You know, there's a there's, there's only so many caps. You can't put a cap on like your chairman is too successful. <laughs> you know, you can't change that, and you can't change how good they've been for a long time. You bring in any draft you want, players will still go there for a little less money. All right, some good chat there. Let's move on. Other news. The NRL said that Anthony Milford's contract with South won't be registered. South have issued a statement sort of just acknowledging it, kind of flat batting it. Um, not a whole lot we can really say about this, Mitchell. Um, still a developing situation there. I think he's due to face court or he did face court recently, but he's got to no, face court. He hasn't again or face something. court. He had, I thought like, it was supposed it, to be November or something. He, he he's, so he's like lawyer asked on November 29th, but I guess nothing's happened. Um, yeah. I, I do believe like. I don't want to say too much you said about a lot of, I do believe that like he hasn't got the no fault stand down level of charges, but mm. he hasn't been pre hasn't registered a contract yet. So they're not registering it. I do think if he was signing for South or longer or a more important player, they probably would try and fight that. Uh, just interesting. We'll see what comes out about it. Not making any assumptions on what's happened. I, I've, I've heard, you know, his side of the story a little bit through bit parts. So I'd be biased there, not putting any, yeah. any, anything on there, but interesting to see what happens there. On the field, a loss for South for the punt they were taking. A bit of a tough one because the head coach obviously went in the bat for him. Uh, but if Milford's done any of the things that he's, you know, if he's anything he's accused of, yeah, hopefully he's dealt with as he should be. But the courts make their decision on that one and we'll see what happens from there. Just a bit of a weird situation out South. Yeah. You know, they, they won't have him, honestly. Like, courts don't move fast. 
he's likely to if even if so if he's not guilty, he's likely to go to Dolphins in 2023 anyway. He might be back in Brisbane, living there, waiting in like three months if if the True. courts haven't moved yet. Um, another strange one, Isaac Lumi Lumi's gone from the storm. He put a post up on his Instagram today saying that he uh, cherished every second he'd had at the club. Thanks for the memories over the last two years. On to the next chapter. Um, yeah. What's going on here? I don't know. Personal they-, fam- they said personal family reasons. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand it because it seemed like a... He's not an anti-vaxxer, so it wasn't like that that reasoning... Oh, by the way, that's why uh, Dunamis Louis didn't end up, end up at the Broncos, by the way. He's an anti-vaxxer. How many mm. anti-vaxxers do the Raiders have? Like All of fucking them. Fucking half the roster. But, uh, yeah, it, it seems like a weird one for them because he's probably better than uh, than Dean Iremia is. And I know Coates has gone down there, but it feels like he was, you know, they're working on him to be maybe one of the other, other wingers there. So, hopefully, you know, he, he's comfortable with his decision and we'll see what happens for him. Maybe something's happened back home with Fiji. Who knows? Yeah. Not for us to speculate on. Um, the All-Star game will be in Sydney. About time Sydney got a big game. Thank God. And I can't get my head around. I'm like a... like I, I know we, we get to a lot of them. I still call... Do you still call... Was it Sydney Tower? I call it Centrepoint Tower still. I That's still call one. it Centrepoint as well. Yeah, I can't get past that one. I, think it was, is it I, went, there, Tower I went there today. It's called Westfield Tower now, but I still there call it Centrepoint. Uh, I'm sure I'll get used to Combat, Sta- Combat Stadium at some point. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, yeah, for so long, it worked for Combank Stadium. I don't know. But uh, good to see Sydney get one, as you said, get the All Star Games. But I guess it's with a, the way I would, it's coronavirus to, like, stuff is, they had to just do that, right? I mean, we'll be able to go, and that's pretty cool because it's always a good game. Yeah, I guess so. they just had to do that, though, because like, they can't trust that all the other states to let them in. No, that's like, very true. Um, yeah, uh, the Dolphins signed their first player. Uh, Felice Kafusi becoming the, I guess, marquee signing for the well, Dolphins from Parts Unknown. Yeah, when you can't land a marquee signing, I guess he defaults to being a marquee signing. Uh, I know some people like to say this is a decent signing, whatever. I'm just saying this is going to be a bad signing. It just is. It's he has all ticks all the boxes of Kevin Proctor, and none of them of Torhu Harris. In the in that he's a line running edge back row at the storm that when he's not playing you don't really notice him not there hasn't played like a good game at rep level like ever not really had a good game for Queensland on on the down spiral he's going to be two years older he's sneaky old because people don't seem to remember that he didn't play first grade till like he's 23, 24. he's going to be in like his early thirties on a three year deal. As like when these expansion clubs happen, generally those guys you sign, the bigger marquee names or the bigger money guys are supposed to like carry a heavier load because that team is going to have some reserve graders in season one. And Felice Kafusi's six to eight runs a game and 25 tackles is not carrying any goddamn load. So I might get proven wrong on that one because the GOAT's up there, Wayne Bennett, but I think that's a, a pretty poor signing. And it just it's now been a month and that's all they have. It's not going as well as uh, the administration at NRL and Redcliffe would have liked. Sorry, the Dolphins would have liked. But I'm loving it because, yeah, again, another thing that wasn't thought out, this this expansion wasn't thought out well. We just thought, build the team in Queensland, people will come. Well, no one even wants to go play there. So, uh, oh, Sorry, I've, I've been sidetracked. It's all right. Something, something bad's happened. But uh, if Wayne I've, Bennett can't get him there. But yeah. No, I've just been sent a Instagram screenshot from someone. Uh, from Clarkie's Rugby League column. I read a great oh, article no. on Wide World of Sports today. 
that broke down Howard's footy fans. We can't bake our cake and eat it too. So I've I've made it now. Fantastic. You're in trouble, mate. Yeah, this is real. This is ruined me. It has. Well, there you go. You mate, you made the big time. You're in. Yep. It's not. In, but, yeah. I'm famous now. I don't need you anymore. I'm gonna go. But yeah, the fact that dolphins can't even draw someone with Wayne up there is very interesting, mate. So. And I'm gonna go do no, cameos for five dollars each. Go ahead. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's it is. It's a very. Do you think? Like, obviously, they were planning. I think. Were they confident they were getting someone bigger? Yeah. There's be, no right? way. There's no way they planned on Felice to be the first signing they announced. They 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 definitely had conversation with some players. I know. Like I, you know, read whatever you want into it. But Brandon Smith, they were pretty confident in getting him for obvious reasons because he talked about going to Queensland for like two years and the money offer and whatever. Didn't get him, missed out on like Christian Welch and many others. They definitely didn't plan on announcing him first, but I guess you have to announce him at some point. And if nothing else is happening, you know, there's not many big names left for them to chase. You know, there's Kalen Ponga or someone else breaking contract. Apparently, they, him, them and Jermaine Asako are way away on his valuation, but it just feels like they missed a trick on like some guys that they're worth overpaying. And I think Brandon Smith could have been one of them. I think for mine, Christian Welch was like kind of the dude. Like he feels like the guy who could have gone there, been overpaid, been the face of the club, and then worked into like you know being an ambassador for the club after that. But whatever, they missed that boat. Usually, you got to overpay someone to move to an expansion, but they haven't done that. So who knows what happens from here? But the well is uh, is drawing up fast for for player talent available in twenty twenty three. Yeah, it really is. Um, I don't know. Like it just seemed like a like a fate accompli that they'd get one of these big names, right? And it just hasn't yeah, happened. It has it's happened. a bit weird. It's a bit weird. Especially with Wayne, as you said. I don't really... I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know either. It's like they're going to get like the two or three Broncos off contract. Like, go ahead and have like Corey Oates and Jermaine Asako. And then like around the league, there's not... There really isn't much like off contract superstars. Like, you know, if you go to like the Sharks, is you know, old Wade Graham, I guess, does he count anymore? Not really. They probably get Jared Wallace and a tight. That wouldn't, something. yeah, that wouldn't really move the move the needle, would it? If they signed, you know, thirty two year old Wade Graham or whatever. Yeah, I probably as I said, I assume Milford might end up there with Munster or something similar when that happen if that happens. But even you, you see, like the the Tigers, we're about to, about to talk about this deal anyway. They're trying to talk to get the trade of like two young Queenslanders out of out of the Cowboys and down there for Luciano Lua. That's like two other players that you know you probably have looked at as as uh, the Dolphins. So it's definitely. Drawing up what what they can pick up up there, like yeah, is it Jack Bird marquee signing something like that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it might end up being your man Tony Milford. Maybe they're yeah. just relying on everyone just stopped watching after 2015 and still think he's really good. <laughs> um, Dylan Nup has gone to France to join the Party Boys at Catalan Dragons. I mean, he'll yeah. probably carve up over there. Good for him. Even if he doesn't, I'm yeah, I'm just glad he didn't sign for the Broncos. Is my main my main takeaway. How many stories <laughs> like this end? They all, how many of these player things that we talk about end with you saying, I'm just glad we didn't sign him? It feels like it happens at least three times well, a week. We offered like every player in the league this year. We had cap space <laughs> and we like fell for it with like Brenko Lee. Like they're going to, they're probably looking, like I like Brenko, right? But they're looking for the receipt. You know, like they're like, man, are we sure this guy's not 40? Like his body is broken, whatever he played. What do you mean he played or whatever? We were so close to signing everyone. Terrible because we were like needed players. So I'm, Napa was in that conversation when they signed Ryan James, and I, I'm glad Ryan James is out of those like experienced forwards that we nabbed. He's the one, and I've heard that he's um setting the standard at preseason already, which is nice. Oh, how, are you saying he's training the house down? He's then your boy Adam Reynolds. Uh, that was actually quite funny. I did have. I, a, I, I actually don't think I'm ready for that yet. 
I'm not, I, I will say some of this. I did have one of my, my friends there contact me that like on their first day, he, when he turned up early this week, they did one of these just really basic kicking drills, you know, 25 meters out middle of the field. And they take five kicks or whatever, all the halves. And Reynolds have four of his five kicks landed like right on Jordan Pereira's head on the goal line, like perfect spot. And it was yeah. like, they hadn't seen someone kick well at the Broncos training like ever. People were like looking around like, holy shit, are you guys, are you guys seeing this? This man is kicking unopposed where he's supposed to kick it. It's like, oh if my God. For, if, you're for, if your forwards play well, you're making the finals because he's yeah. so fucking good. But, it, but it's one of those oh, things, mate, like it's, He's obviously very competent, but following a level of incompetence that's been Brody Croft and friends, like Brody Croft, my mates have probably hit four of those in, you know, two years on the spot. But yeah, following that level of incompetence, being a competent full halfback at training is already blowing minds there, which is quite funny. So looking forward to it on the field. But yeah, it just hurts. Um, Cowboys, big money, oh. Luciano Leilua. What are they doing? Like the, only- the president like- of the Luciano Leilua fan club, what are they doing? What the hell? I'm not sure. Like 700k or so a year somehow. Like out of all that that roulette and all the all the all the guys that moved around and back oh, last but, week, the Cowboys are paid. For Isaiah Papali's overpaid for some reason. Yeah, that that chat yeah. stopped pretty quick, didn't it, Bunga? Yeah, it's weird, weird, <laughs> weird how that. Weird happens. And no, and the Cowboys are honestly like fans. Hammer, they still get zero heat. Zero. It's so heat good. It's shit. so funny. They're they so poorly z- run. <laughs> if, like if the. If the Broncos, I know I'm not trying to keep saying anything about the Broncos, but make it about an out of Sydney club. If say the Broncos did this, or even the Warriors, cop it sweet for being like, oh, look at the Warriors doing it again. Or, you know, Brisbane wasting the money. But the Cowboys did this, like Chad Townsend. Look like they might end up still letting him drink water go. But like, I'm a big Looch guy, but really, like 700K. And then look like they're going to bring up Robert Louis as a backup half, bring him back for some reason. But Luciano Lu and then might end up losing Jeremiah Nanai or Highland Lukey. That's who the uh, Tigers are chasing. That's smart the Tigers. Tigers. If the Tigers get Jeremiah Nanai for 300k or whatever it's been reported for two years, absolute goddamn swindle if they steal him from them. That's like people think it's overpay. He's good already. He will be good. In the He's NRL. not even 18 yet. Or he just, like, no, he just turned 18, 18, right? Yeah. But it's like, you know, like, 300k for a starting back. Of course, he's no fucking played first grade. What am I talking about? Yeah, um, yeah, that'd be that'd be a good sign if they got him. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. Helium Lukey's a gun too. So like either of he those is. guys would be great, and they'd obviously be on less money than Leilua. Um, Turns out they should have. Like you know, they kept bringing all the boys back. They just yeah. should have brought Shane's back a decade ago. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, like he's making the decision so far. It seems that way. All right, Joe Marnie's resigned with the Roosters. Um, that's good. I didn't want to see his career end at the Warriors. Yeah, and yeah, I don't mean he. I don't mean like. I don't mean he was going to yeah. play there till he retired. I mean he was going to regress and become irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, fair point. So good, I guess. Sorry, Jason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, cracking resigning for them, like probably after Tedesco, the best player in their backline. But um, if we brought in a draft, these players just wouldn't stay at the Roosters, mate. They no, just, apparently not. The talent just would distribute itself, like the salary cap supposed. Trickle to. down rugby league, baby. <laughs> um, uh, that's it. Yeah, great resigning, I think. Um, Jesse Arthurs is going on loan. What's yeah, happening there? So he's gone to the Warriors. Yeah, it's. I don't know. There was a little period there where the Broncos just like kept every, like just signed him when they could, and Branko and Jesse are in there. Jesse was a fine backup. He's on loan. He's still in Brisbane's con- um, contract for Brisbane the year after. I guess it's more like he can come back from loan if we need him. So I like that. But it just seems weird, like. 
to loan him away already? Like, why did you just resign him? I don't know. Strange one. Um, and uh, this happened only a couple of hours before we started recording. Blake Braley has re-signed with the Sharks until the end of 2024. Apparently, the Dolphins made a late-ditch plea for him but couldn't get it over the line. Well, yeah, they... Because <laughs> there's no one available. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. The... We could get a... Let's... We could get a game there. Start I'm, training. I'm still on a crutch, but I'm pretty broken. But you know what? Felice Confucius can get a game for... at his age. I mean, I would die for Wayne. So would you. Yeah, so like, so would I. He, he'd get he'd get a couple. He'd get one good hit up out of us before we got you know murdered. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Blake Bradley hasn't kicked on like they would liked him have to like to have. But you know, we've already seen quite a bit with with some of these first grade hookers. It's a bit of a slow burn. And you know, Reed Marnie really took his own another level this year at twenty three. I'm not trying to make the same comparison, but Blake's twenty three himself. It's like he's still got time on his side. He's competent, and with the NRL level of hookers. You keep the competent hookers, you know. Yep. That's just it. And, and, and the, the roosters, the eels all stairs. I have the other rumor that the Cowboys might let Robson go. It's, well, I don't know, but someone might swindle them and get Robson. That'd be great. But there's only so many good hookers. They let Jade and go. They had to. Do people play. not think Reese Robson's good? Is that a thing? Like, do, I saw people like I saw some Tigers fans saying that like they were happy that there was no swap, like to get Reese Robson. Like because he's Pe- like because they've got Jake Simpkin and and Jacob well, Little or something. It's one of those things again. People when they don't watch a certain team. Remember, Tigers fans didn't want Harry Grant for Christ's sake. People don't watch a certain <laughs> team. The Cowboys are bad, therefore Robson's bad. Right. It, unless you play Brett, but Robson was like he should have been the player of the year last year, and their fans thought that too. Like they gave it to Cohen Hess for some reason, but I think Robson's a, a great little hooker, and I'd love to have him at the Broncos. But mm. someone will get a get a steal there. Yeah. I think so. All right. Um, that's all the questions. Uh, sorry, that's all the, the that's all news. the uh, news, Mitchell. Before we move on to the questions, um, we finished the first round of rookie takes. Um, I'm not going to read all the rookie takes out again. Um, if you want to, there'll be posts. If you're a patron uh, subscriber, you'll get to read them when the voting form goes out later this week. But um, or if you want to hear them read out, you can go back and listen to our last two episodes to hear all 32. But I will run through the winners and losers, Mitchell. So. Uh, we had uh, our number one seed, Most Gouch, which was that really weird racist Latrell Mitchell thing, the Reddit post. Um, won with 82% of the vote against Dalto, which was a less racist Latrell Mitchell thing. So fair enough. Um, Andrew Macker edged out Dean Ritchie, 57% to 43. Rangers Panthers, 65 over Joel Wrigley, 45. Um, that was the uh, that was the one about uh, the, the haters of Jack DeBellin and Tyron May and stuff. But again, very weird stuff. Um, we had uh, Andrew Katsaris, who was the who said, "Oh, no one knows the NRL Grand Finals on." Um, he beat Bradley Cousins in an upset, so I definitely underseated him. Now, the biggest margin of the first round: one person voted for Ryan Girdler as the steamrolling Mark Levy goes on to the second round with his terrible take about NRLW players uh, getting paid uh, more money to play State of Origin. Uh, Gary Jacks through with his Pro Volandis thing. We actually had a a countback Raider cast going through on a committee decision after a tie. Um, Anthony Griffin's waxing lyrical about Jack DeBellin goes through uh, Johnny Walker, uh, the South's fan who asked if a ball could bounce over for a field goal, just narrowly went through by one vote. Oh, that's um, close. yeah, it was uh, one's uh, very Glenn, fitting for that. The field goal point. Well, it, exactly right. Um, and we had uh, Glenn Allsop was the second most dominant um, win after Levy. And that was the, um, 
that was the Facebook comment about why we don't have a non-indigenous jersey. Very funny stuff. Um, the, the the I mean, not funny. That is, you, you know what I mean. Um, Jane Caro goes through with her. Oh, is there a sports ball on? I read books. <laughs> Take uh, just narrowly beating out Steve Hart, which was the Latrell. What's he meant to do? Where's he meant to go? He can't disappear, etc. Um, Western Weekenders. Where was the NRL's Australia Day? Goes through. Tim Gore at his uh, International Rugby League should take a back seat. Goes through. Margaret Gleason Martinez, that Dragons fan that said I stood by Jack DeBellum, but this barbecue, last straw. And uh, Paul <laughs> Gallon narrowly beat out Dave Riccio for the last, the last one, the last 16. Um, so those forms will go out. And then after the after the round 16, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll go through the more in depth when there's fewer matchups. But we've got other things to get to, such as question time. So without any further ado, Mitchell, let's get into the questions. Okay, question time over on patreon.com for just honorable rookies. Do you want to make sure your question is answered every week? I have no doubt we've got some more Brendan Smith takes coming, but here we go. Yeah. Harry scores. I imagine we'll be skipping a lot of these because we've already answered them. But yeah. yeah. Do you think the vulgar language Smith used has affected <laughs> Dean Ritchie? If it has, <laughs> should it? And do you think it's happened so often in Ritchie's career that he should learn to live with it? Obviously, it's not about the language. I think we alluded to that without going into too much. Yeah. If you pers- want to have some fun, detail. search, go go on Twitter, write from mm-hmm. yeah. semi colon Dean Ritchie and PC, the word PC. Have fun. Uh, Sam Stevens, in a grand final, would you rather throw a pass at intercepted by the opposition, which leads to the game winning try? Or, oh God, ha- drop the ball as he golden point? How is our number one question asker just? fucking just slapped us both Paralyzed. in the face like this cause cause the opposition to scrum feed in great position um, the, for the, the broncos thing is worse it is people that like people have kind of forgot cody walker through the intercept <laughs> yeah because he also scored a sick try and we probably had yeah. no business winning that game anyway it kind of ruined ben hunt's life for like two years yeah maybe longer. <laughs> cody will be fine he'll be he'll get 45 tries this, in 2022 it'll be all right yeah that's good that's fine anyway lifelong dolphins fan <laughs> Uh, did the Dolphins dodge a bullet by not signing a foul mouth, disrespectful cretin in Brandon Smith? <laughs> yeah, very yeah. good point. And he said, think... Would someone please think of the children? Oh, great. And I don't know how to say the, I have not watched any of this boxing. It, it rhymes I... with ferocious. That's the whole point. So it is Cambosis. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. I would have read it, but I was like, yeah. So George Ferocious Cambosis. Mate, Whatever. it was That's a, all a fucking says. amazing fight. Absolutely amazing fight. I thought he was going to get knocked out late, but he rallied. He held on, won it on points. I think it was the right call. His, his opponent was a little bit of a sook afterwards, but yeah, awesome. Uh, great for Combat Sports in Australia to have another world champion. It was a sick fight too. Okay. Uh, next question comes from Michael Gregson. Ah, Doyle, have you reconsidered your use of fouling language on this niche adult-oriented podcast? What if mums and kids are put off the game because of it? That's a very you, good point. I do generally turn off women and children in general, as is. So <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's the language point. or not. But yeah, but uh, yeah. It's so it's so funny. <laughs> but it is. It is the women. Yeah. Mate, I just don't know if they can handle it. You know. Yeah. I know I treat every woman differently to how I treat a man. That's that's how I respect them. Fucking idiots. Yeah. Anyway, uh, was what is your all-time favorite value for money meal deal? Okay, so there was a point where you could get one of those chicken and cheeseburgers from McDonald's and a small fries for a total of $3. And that's a damn good deal. Yeah. I mean, they're really not cheap anymore. No. Oh, anytime Macca's did like the 24 nuggets for 10 bucks was always good. 
Um, well, they still do that. They still do. You go on there. It's like twelve nuggets yeah. for for nine dollars, and then twenty four for ten or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, anytime you could get like a big KFC bucket for like a cheap amount of money was always good. Um, yeah. I try to get my head around that nugget deal too, because it's like they're literally just throwing away extra chicken. Why are they baiting you into it? Because it's not even uh, like it's, it's a good like question. Three dollars more or something. It's like no, this is like I, ninety cents more for double the chicken. I, I will say, Mitchell, like I, I know exactly why they do it, but it's quite funny when you go to like a Seven Eleven and you want like a Red Bull or a Gatorade or something, and it's like, oh, yeah. well, one of these is four dollars fifty, but two is five dollars. Has anyone ever bought one? No, I, I like ever. I've never bought one because they actually end up being. The two for is actually end up being okay deals at 7 Eleven anyway, but yeah, you buy like one Pepsi Max, like five dollars ninety two for six fifty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so the the thing I used to like doing was like back when the the large cheeseburger meal was four ninety five. Oh, simpler times. And then you'd add it was cheaper to add like meat and cheese to that than it was to order a double cheeseburger. Double cheeseburger meal was like eight dollars. Yes, I, so do. I used, to, I used do to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that and I'd get an extra cheeseburger and for like $8, I'd have two cheeseburgers rather than one because a double cheeseburger meal was the same price. That's not a meal deal or any hack you can do anymore either, but I used to love that. And I used to love the McDouble for 20 cents and sorry, for $2. Oh and add my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used yeah, to yeah, always, because yeah. like the two pieces of cheese is important. I used to get the McDouble and add a slice of cheese to it. You had to get the cheese. The extra cheese, but it, it really yeah. pulled its weight. You, you, you notice when it's not there. Yeah, um, also, again, double cheese was like $4 and then McDouble was $2 for a slice of cheese. You know what's great value for money, Mitchell? Stealing from Woolworths. Oh, mate, I fucking love potatoes. <laughs> you can't find one in my house. But, mate, uh, the Irish heritage comes through at the checkout, mate. The, the potatoes go on there. Mine is like, <laughs> like the self-service have like a... A camera in them now. We can see your own face. You think that's going to stop me? Woolworths, please. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know. It's like, come on, you yeah, come and chase me for yeah. my. Like, I remember I put once, through like, peaches as uh, mangoes as peaches or something. Come I get put me, through, I put through like a pink lady <laughs> as a red delicious, and the lady saw me do it, and I was just like, okay. And then I just walked out. Like, are you going to yeah. chase me down over like the price difference of two different types of apple? And maybe and she, those are the imagine ones, she had. I mean, good honor if you she can, did. But. You can you can you can hide those ones like in, as like, like it's a mistake on purpose as well. That's the yeah, best one. Oh, which is what I did. But like, yeah. uh, it's crazy. It's like I I can't imagine being one of those, like <laughs> usually the employees don't give a shit, right? Yeah. Imagine you, like why the f- it goes back to all our horrible retail stories. Why if you're stealing from McDonald's, why the f- I don't give a shit when I'm working. Like I don't care. Oh, can I have another yeah. sauce? I'm not gonna be like, oh, that's no, fifty cents. No, here have fucking four of them. I don't give a fuck. It's not my it's like. <laughs> Why would I care about this? I'm here to make eight dollars an hour and then go home. Yeah, like, that's it, mate. Hundred percent. Why would you chase care? you? We're going to chase you out of Woolworths for that's a it. fucking clove of garlic that you put through as a carrot. Yeah, my new Coles <laughs> here has one. Like has, and I had one when I when I lived at Hornsby. There was one that was one lady who really cared, and it wasn't even that she'd catch you, but she was watching me like a hawk. This new one here. So I've been on a, on crutches for like four weeks. The the woman never bothered me once. I went shopping on crutches. It's, it's terrible. But I've done it to, you know, whatever, help help out around the house. You know, one crutch and, a, and the trolley. She checks all my items. Cripples must steal everything. Like oh. she checks. And you know what? That's just part of the deal. I should be allowed to steal more as a cripple. But she checked my receipt my first two times in there on crutches. Never bothered anything else. But she went through every item. Like cripples must steal I shit think, all like, the time. If, if, if we ran a company, right? 
and God willing, one day Boom Rookies Industries will be its own thing. But like, if we had <laughs> we a, if we a supermarket, had a, <laughs> we had a job interview. No, but if we had a job interview process, I'd put on the form. You see someone stealing food from the supermarket. What do you do? And if the person says, "I would say something," then we would not hire that person because that person's a fucking loser. No, you've got to. If you see someone doing it, you got to let them know. Look, that was too obvious. Next time, yeah, do this. Yeah, you I, know, bro. Work up your game, bro. Remember when Manu Mahu said he tweeted? He was like, "I saw an old guy stealing at Woolies, but I'm I ain't no snitch." Yeah, exactly. Good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, there's there's a good one as well. If you ever, I shouldn't be saying this, whatever. But <laughs> Pe- Pepsi Max is right in the big slabs. Yeah, I drink Pepsi Max like fucking water. Anyway, yeah. you don't have to scan that, right? It's heavy items only. You can get Pepsi Max is cheap. Is what I'm saying, if, if you if you know what you're doing, Pepsi Max is cheap. Uh, <laughs> Okay, what what does it mention? Other good meal deals. There's not many good individual meal deals, but those family deals they do at like Macca's and yeah. now ridiculous value. It's like twenty five bucks for like four burgers, chips, and drinks. Or I will say to anyone, like all the deal, all the value you're gonna get from those places now, you got to download their bullshit apps. There's always good stuff on there. Yeah, like sometimes oh, yeah. there's like two two Rebel Whoppers, two of them Mitchell for like eight bucks, and then like oh, you yeah. go there and there's like the the small fries is a dollar, so you get a couple of them and you're away. Like life's good. Yeah, it's like um, right now Mac is like the month of November. I didn't use any of them, but the, oh yeah, the yeah. deals were I saw ridiculous. The calendar. They, they looked said, crazy good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and other deals that I don't like Domino's or Pizza Hut or anything. But, but five dollars. Like, I mean, again, like out of all the Australia is an expensive country. Domino's costs less here than any country in the world. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how like when we were a kid, they had the five dollar value. Why can menu, I buy a why can I buy a pizza for less than a Big Mac? <laughs> That's what I'm about to say. Like when we were a kid, they had the five dollar pizza deals, right? And, they and it's little. been like 20 years, and they still have the five dollar pizza yeah. deals. Like, what the fuck? Are you? Inflation happened. Everything else got more expensive. You stayed the same, and actually, you get disrespected a bit more because of it. People don't buy it because it's that cheap sometimes. Like, but my um my old man owned a Domino's franchise at one point, and it was like they're just so hooked on they have to have the five dollar pizza deals. They have a th- they launched a three dollar pizza. Like an entire pizza for three bucks is ridiculous, but yeah, five dollar deal. That's a great. That's a great deal. Anyway, next question. Yeah, but if anyone stitches on me to Coles and Woolies, by the way, <laughs> you're out of the I family. Mean, yeah, come on, guys, <laughs> be cool. Uh, Cam Beswick, is there a massive drinking culture at either your workplaces? No, no one in the media drinks. No, you don't. We know. We've already heard this this week. It's couple. It's just a. There's a, there's, there's, there's a massive Maybe. drinking culture everywhere because I'm in Australia. Yeah, what <laughs> the fuck? About this. It's like everyone is drunk everywhere, always. This is where I live. <laughs> and if you don't think we have a drinking culture or drinking problem, speak like not everyone, but for example, like I bring uh, Anna, Anna here, comes from Russia, right? Drinking country. She thinks she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you and your friends? Why yeah. the fuck do you start drinking at like 10 a.m.? Because it's when fun. you have big days, it's like I don't know. It's like, yeah. How do you start then and then end at the same time they would end when they start at 10 p.m. end at 4 a.m. I don't. Well, know. you see that. Well, yeah, that's um, it. We're fucked. Yeah, very funny. But, uh, no, I wouldn't say the big like drinking. Like I don't go to the office anymore. It's been two no. years, so I wouldn't say the reason. We had a work drinking last week, but I was in Melbourne at the start, so I couldn't go unfortunately. But like, yeah, have, those things happen every now and again. But like. Yeah, it's not it's not like a sports team. Nothing's like being on a sports team. But my no. soccer team does have a massive drinking culture, so you know. Yeah. 
There we go. Uh, uh, Westlife Podcast says, thoughts on if Kotrick signs with the Tigers and also a swap with Luch for Dramai and Nanai. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, he said, apparently offered 600K two-year deal for 2023-24. Would the Cowboys do it? Well, the Cowboys apparently said no, but like that's great. for Both both of those would be great for Wes. I mean, yeah, Jeremiah and Nanai, like if, he's, like if he's off contract 2023, they can sign him, right? Maybe he's not off contract yet, but... I don't know. I mean, obviously they they'd be the, they'd be hesitant of doing that. But you know, if he wants to come, what can you do? Uh, but the Cottridge one, don't like it for them. I like it a lot for the Raiders. Don't like it for them because I've all of the opinion as I have been many times. He is by far a better winger than he is a centre, and I don't want him playing next to either of the wingers at the Tigers, Ken Malmalo or Dave Nofaluma. Don't want yeah. that. No. Why would you? No. So uh, I, I feel like that's, I don't know how much there's truth in the Tigers one. I feel like that's one of those ones that, you know, people know they have money available next year. And I feel like that's a ploy for the Bulldogs trying to get the Raiders to pay more. That's what I think it is. Cause they're saying publicly, Oh, the Tigers can afford the whole contract. That's what I think that one is. I think that's probably true, but slightly cynical. I like it. Yeah. Uh, okay, over on to Discord. Mm. Uh, Reese Brown says, should Brandon Smith have done his own version of the decision to really get blood boiling? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> God. Yes. I mean, again, these it's only going to get more and more of this type of stuff, mate. They all watch American sports, all influence. We're only get more of this shit, more ego from the young players. It's so someone's going to do something really dumb like this in the future. Uh, Who's Frankie, most likely? Who's most likely? I don't follow Seems enough. Seems like something Instagram Nathan Cleary would do, but he's never going to yes. leave Penrith. So yeah. Uh, Frankie says, "Is it the time of year when Mister Sandow? <laughs> sorry, it's that time of year when Mister Sandow wants to run, run rather run of the team. Why aren't the cowards at the Dolphins signing him as an actual star signing? Oh my god, I never thought of that. I I love that he comes out again, and every time he mentions that he's still got it, never once mentions fitness or being in shape. No, he don't never lose it in your head. Yeah. <laughs> Have a, uh, Justin has two questions, so two parts. With the recent tragic news of Brandon Smith swearing on a podcast, I'm asking how can I protect my mother and grandmother from hearing such filth? Also, a Brandon Smith scaring away the mothers will improve the game. <laughs> well, if we're not trying to protect the head highs, everything from the mothers watching, maybe. yeah, let it let it rip. How good? Yeah, that's it. Uh, we did get asked, and I was thinking about it. Got asked to swear the exact same amount of times as Brandon Smith. But like, we need a producer to count those when we're talking. Does that mean? We... Does that mean Justin's mother is listening to this right now? Hope so. If so, what up? Yeah. Uh, Chris Abnell, my wife is a Victorian who enjoys rugby league. Oh. After watching the Brandon Smith interview, she is convinced it's a game for scum and decided <laughs> the clean skin AFL is where her loyalty lies. Um, How am I expected to bring it back to league? <laughs> I don't know. Show her like any video of like Ben Cousins or Dane Swan or Stephen Milne or one of those pricks. There's there's pricks everywhere. And again, this this brand this goes back to my favorite thing that we've talked about this a million times. Like someone saying something bad is apparently worse than like there's dudes in this league who've bashed their misses and stuff. But Brandon Smith's the worst guy in the world now because he said some swear words and bragged about getting on the piss. Well, again, there is an article written by one Dean Ritchie about is our Falau's redemption, and it mentions Falau and Matt Lodge and similar. He'll champion for those people, hmm. but Brandon Smith. It's very funny. The lines we drew. Uh, the lines we yeah. draw. 
Oh God, Joe. So they have to pick between Paul Crawley or Dean. Uh, you defend yourself in court. Why would you? <laughs> anyway, uh, Ben Quagliata. What's it? What's the elite name? Bung Hole or Dung Tard? Where's Dung Tard from again? I don't know who said Dung Tard. I'm sure it's Bung Hole. Well, it, I think it's just it must, they must both be just people sledging me. Yeah, some some psycho on Reddit called me Bung Hole today. It was very. I like that uh, one. Hurtful. Yeah. He, thank. Shout out to Heaven Down. But his comment was very stupid. So it was. Fine. Uh, ben Waller says cheese is a normal level of swearing for a footballer given the white cake TR the most exposure ever had. That's what I find funny about this, mate. Like I've worked in footy, you've worked around footy. Mm. Like I know not every office, every workplace, everyone swears as much, but everybody swears all the time. I have never in my entire life been told off for swearing, and I swear more than pretty much anyone I've ever met. Yeah. So do you. Yeah, I swear a lot. I, ha- I have been told off by a Dean Ritchie type at, at the office once. It was quite funny, but I'm not going to go over that. You, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I swore in front of a woman and it was like, mate. Oh, fuck you're the, I, I went to it. You're the sexist here, not me. Like, you're right. She was like a 20-year-old girl. And she, like, oh, we my, all, yeah. Like, we all always swear. And one day she's in the office and I swore. And he's like, oh, he pulls me aside. I'm like, no, no, you're making this weird, not me. Yeah, you are. He dude, swears that- with us. If someone pulled me aside at work and said, hey, you swore in front of that lady, I would think they were doing a bit. Yes. Except this guy was so much of a, uh, too much of a nerd to do bits. Very funny. Uh, uh, Brenton Sloan says, can you confirm the rumors that the NRL Bin Rookies podcast is planning to increase the public exposure by having an NRL player come on just to read a list of swear words? Um, uh, I mean, that would be great. I'd be down for that. Um, Fuck, I would love to get one of them just to go through and just read a list of swear words. We just go in Urban Dictionary and hit random yes. 10 times or something. Um, yes. Yeah, look, we, I mean, we've never really tried to get players on the show. Something we've always... It's something we like the idea of, Mitchell, but... I don't, we, really, I, don't, I don't really like it, though. That's it. Like, eh, I don't really like the then, idea. Then of I it. think about it, and then it's like... Eh. Like, again, I'm not very good at interviews. I have well, interviewed some people, but like, I don't have much interest. Like, If we could get a player on to speak to us... Like Brandon Smith and Bantle, I'm fine with it. But I mean, look, it's it's fine. You mean I I'd be the Conan O'Brien and you'd be Andy Richter, just just uh, chiming in every now and again with a little joke. You and your fucking offensively poofy <laughs> hair up there, <laughs> as a puffy, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking <laughs> me chubby sitting there, blonde. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> oh, that's perfect. There that's actually go. too uh, perfect. <laughs> Uh, six again is trying to cancel someone because I swear too much. PC gone mad. It is PC gone mad. And a random question from Eddie and Zed, but he is he's right. He said, Does anyone love a revenge game more than Dale Copley? Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, uh, he's Copley... literally like killed people. Yeah, <laughs> but Latrell's good them. all the time. Dale Copley's only had like good games the last like five years against former clubs. Every other game, oh, okay, sucked. fair point. So, all right, I, th- I think he's right. Anyway, over okay. to Twitter, last mm. couple. Nobler wanted to have M. Sprouse trying to talk about Brandon Smith. Well, she's not here. I think she's broken her hand. She's in hospital. So, yeah, so we'll see. Well, we'll get her uh, on later, but I am, I know you'll listen to this at some well, point. She, so even though you're... she's the one who scared herself away from podcasts when she swore so much when she was on. So it's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hope you're doing good, Em. I'm sure our dulcet tones will get you through 90 minutes of your recovery mm-hmm. tomorrow. Uh, David Hunter asks, how will the Cardinals hurt me this time? Super Bowl loss, finish top Ooh. and lose the second week finals, or go on a losing streak and miss the final? Oh, I think they might win it, to be honest. We're going to do, do proper NFL boom rookies soon. But yeah, I, I think they could win it. Yeah, I don't, think, pretty- uh, I don't think... Uh, 
I, I feel it's one of those years, Bungard again now that I feel like the NFC teams are better. Yeah. I also feel like they're going to lose to some AFC team in the Super Bowl well, because they're going to have like four tough matches before ha- it. <laughs> how many times this year have I said to you, we fucking suck? Like 10? And, yeah, and like, and, and, and guess who's the one seed in the AFC? It's us. So it is yeah, the most AFC know. thing ever that like Bill Belichick's team and the Ravens are just like cakewalking it. Yeah. And the, and the Patriots and the Patriots are like weren't that good, but they get given forever to figure it out in the AFC. Just always they're forever to figure it out, and they're really good now. But yeah, we'll see what happens there. But the Cardinal, whoever makes it from the NFC, has a tough road. Like the, it's the wild card teams in the NFC are, pr- are going to be pretty piss weak. Like that—that's a big issue in the NFC, but it's really top-heavy. Like you know, you look—you're looking at the Cardinals, the Packers, the Rams, the uh, the Bucks, and that's if you know if that's if the Rams even you know they'll make it. You think so? But but it's it's a tough top end there. And then you know the guys like maybe you get someone else sneak in. Sorry, the Cowboys are there too, doing quite well. But after that, not much. But maybe we get like Washington might sneak in, which isn't great. The Vikings might sneak in. The Niners might sneak in. But even if the Niners sneak in on their day, they're pretty good. So that's that's a tough division. But uh, I, don't, I, I feel like your pain probably comes to the NFC Championship game. That's where pain really comes. Mm. Uh, Nathan Chip 22 says, I've noticed the Rams sure have nosedive since your last podcast, unfortunately. That's funny. Von Miller was like, oh, I went to sleep four and four and I woke up seven and one. And then since then, Denver's like, gone on a run and they'll probably make the playoffs and the Rams have lost every game. Yeah, so uh, I can't stand Sean McVay. So I, I'm i enjoying it. I don't love the Rams. I can't, like, Sean McVay draws up great plays. He does. Great playbook. Terrible execution. Like, going for it on, like, he never goes for it fourth down. But he went for it fourth down, seven points down, 29 yards out from his goal line in the first quarter. Moron. And then later in the game, when they're chasing the game, running on second and 11 in our half. Situational idiot. I can't stand him because of it. Like since the day he's been NFL head coach, completely overrated. So uh yeah, just him new hotness my so I don't like the Rams that much. I should like them more, but uh, I don't. So I'm enjoying it. And I'm obviously enjoying the Packers beat them this week. Yeah, uh, I agree. Next question. L- last question. No, not last question, two more. Dave with a bazillion numbers says, which player do you overrate way more than they should be? So we overrate. For him, it's, it's Herbie Farmworth. If someone says he's in the same tier as Ramey, I might need to reevaluate my life. I mean, how many times have I said that Alex Johnson's the best winger in the world? Yeah. But more I mean, than zero. I defended so. Anthony Milford for a decade, but I would say for me right now, I'd probably overrate Tessie Newey and, uh, and Herbie Farmworth the most. I, like I am close to saying Mark Nichols is an origin prop. So we're, we're nearly there. Yeah. Well, hey, I, he I, was really see, good this year. Well, see, uh, Milford's gone now. I need to replace my Twitter D- picture, right? With a, do with I over- another? Yeah, sorry, with another Bronco, of- but I, with a event. I want a dumb photo like Milford giving the finger. Yeah, I, I want Herbie, but I can't find a great Milf- Herbie photo like that. So very. Do creepy, I? Um, but- I'm trying to like. Does any? What about from outside your club? Like I've I've been like a Cade Cuss guy since forever, and now he's in the Super League. So that's sad. Tui Lola here. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah. Good, good one. And um, often I'm a, I really like guys, and people will confuse me really liking them with me thinking they're really good. Sometimes I think like, no, Jake I, Clifford's some, really good. 
I think he's really good, but people are on that one. But, oh, you know, okay. often, like, you know, when you people, you like a dude, you can accept they suck. Now, like, for example, I know Joey Little fucking sucks now and has sucked the last two years, but I still like him. Oh, good one for me. I I was on the Dallin with Tenny Island for a long time after it started yeah. getting water on it. So Tom Dearden over here. Yeah, right. I, I, one of my biggest happened. W's of all time. Oh my god, never been happy sucks. to be right. it was. And now he's sort of. Oh, we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll just turn good all. Yeah, well, he'll make <laughs> me look silly. It really um, show you. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, okay. Last question. Yep. Uh, Lambretta asks: Mince pies with custard are my Christmas go stupid okay. season oh, treat. Okay. What's yours? I have two. Um, one is gingerbread, obviously, which I can still eat, thankfully. Uh, and the other one I can't eat anymore. Sadly, is those um those chocolate wafer straw things? Oh, Corinthians. Yes, Corinthians. Uh, I'm trying to think. So, like my, so I like doing myself. I like doing a non-Christmas dessert. I like turning pumpkin pie into a Christmas dessert because it's whatever. Thanksgiving's close enough. If we can count pumpkin pie, then I'd change my answer. But I I think that's controversial. It doesn't count. But that's I do that around Christmas, and uh, it's Mm. a great little cheat there. Uh, I like Christmas over here. We seem to have more of a lease on desserts. We we do because of um the fact that it's hot. I don't mind doing a cheesecake around Christmas, but other treats. Uh, my mum, you know, cooks a lot of things terribly now. Let's let's be honest. She's she's a nineties cook. They age terribly. Everything's cooked re- all the way through. Similar. Sorry, mum, but uh, rum balls. Her rum balls. She made since I was a kid. Oh yeah, rum balls go awesome. good. Makes a good rum ball. I don't really go for mince the mince pie. I hate mince pies. I always have. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're, okay. I, they're okay now I'm older. Uh, I just think they're kind of shit. No, no. But uh, look, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm often wrong. So, sorry, Lambretta. But um, yeah, not for me. But um, yeah, I am. I do have a, some personal news in the food world. But our new fridge is coming tomorrow. So I'm very excited. Oh, I was going to say, you were like, you were going more vegan. Like, you're going extra. I, I don't need anything that casts a shadow. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, getting the new fridge tomorrow. Very, very, very excited. Oh, uh, my, oh sorry. You can't even drink this. I'm sure there's a good vegan version. Eggnog is my favorite Christmas. Oh, yeah. Eggnog. I'm going to make my own. I'll work it out. Like, but yeah, noggy goodness. Australians so are idiots. We, 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 are. we know lots no, of things about start, food. It's starting but, to wake but, up. It's starting to be a thing. That, now. But, I see them Woolies now. Yeah. But I think it's the word egg that throws people off. Egg, like it's an egg drink. It tastes nothing like eggs, it tastes like Christmas delicious it's just like you know tastes like uh what is it like cinnamon bourbon all the good things nutmeg and crank a custard kind of taste it's delicious love eggnog i make plenty of that we'll be doing that again this year and pumpkin pie even though it's a Christmas um, thing and like the pies in general are elite tea dessert and mince tarts are. are like the low low level of a pie yeah why the fuck is it not just apple pies apple pies rule they do i mean pie is like the number one tier of a dessert it's so good like a cheesecake's really a pie. It's not really a cake. It should be in the pie family, but pies, you know, pump pe- pumpkin pie, pecan pecan pie, apple pie. That's a good dessert. I agree. And um, drink wise, like I make obviously I make stuff every year, but like it's a it's a great time of year to drink like cinnamon and inf- like fireball infused stuff, cinnamon stuff, apple stuff, all that goodness. Um, when me and Charlie stayed at a hotel in New York in Christmas, they had this free apple cider in the lobby i still think about it sometimes it was so goddamn good yeah i mean pavlova counts as an aussie christmas it's like a warm apple cider it was so good yeah pavlova counts as like an aussie christmas oh yeah 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 absolutely um but i do think like 
Christmas, uh, like I don't mind Christmas fruitcake, right? I can no. eat it. But when you put in a rankings list with other dessert, it's like last. You got to get that shit out of my face. I hate fruitcake. It's so shit. Oh, I can I can, I can eat it, <laughs> but I'm never choosing it. You know, like no. Why would what, you? Like, what, okay, other things. Other things I've had. Aussie, like my my mum and my sister make Rocky Road. That somehow becomes a Christmas thing mm. here. Uh, my dad makes trifle. It's disgusting. Trifle is foul. The British people should trifle should is go to hell bad. A trifle is really bad. Throw so all these terrible things in with cream. There's a dessert. Um, no. Oh, I had my first gingerbread latte of the season today, so that was exciting. Nice. Yeah. Good. Good. And right. uh, other good Christmas treat, just Christmas ham. I know you can't eat it in Bunga, but I like uh, making No, it's true. Hams. It's true. We should, so have, I, we should have NRL physio on to tell his ham story one day. Yeah, so I um after like I'll do one for Christmas, but after yeah. Christmas is when I go to like Woolies and buy them yeah, yeah, yeah. discount. That's I'll very buy, smart. Like, and I keep making them. I just keep eating them, keep glazing them. I do like a, um, a bourbon glaze. You can do a yeah. bourbon pineapple glaze, I do. And I'll do that in the Weber. And I'll keep doing that, keep glazing them, just keep eating ham. Just eat ham for all of January. Big hammy boy. Yeah, no, all those meats, they go good. Like, And you'd always have like, I'd always have like a thousand leftover like, mini bread rolls as well. Like, yeah. It's great. Well, so you, and you can, well, you can eat pumpkin pie still, right? Like, It depends the, how it's made, but yeah. Well, obviously the crust can have butter in it, but if you had a vegan crusted pumpkin pie, yeah, you could just... eat pumpkin pie. Like, Like, it's not, there's like nothing else in that that's, not vegan, right? Eggs is in that the, in butter are the things. It's no, but there's like a Nutellex have rolled out a butter product now. Yeah, so but I'm, um, but, I'm but I'm certain like that must be one of the I'll have to try it now for this Christmas to make a vegan pumpkin pie. That might be one of the vegan things that could be pretty close. I agree, but I'm that might, wouldn't I'll, offend me. If you could make one for me, want to see you next? That'd be great. Well, so when you when you bake without butter, you just use like oil. Just Nutellex usually. Nutellex, yeah. See, that's... Yeah, but now there's actually... A, what I'm saying is there's now a Nutellex... Nutellex butter. butter. Like, instead of using, like, the regular Nutellex, which is closer to margarine, they've started... They've rolled out, like, a proper... Like, it's in, like, a... It's in, like, a... like. It looks like a pat of butter, basically. Yeah. I can't so do didn't have yeah, a, ve- a vegan nogs your problem. No, that's too Christmas, hard. We can do... It's all good. I it's think right. I can figure out a side vegan... I reckon you can do it. I can do it. Yeah, it's it's good. fine. Okay. If you can't, don't worry about it. All right, let's get that's out of here. We'll be back soon. Oh, before we go, I should say a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers on our Patreon subscription service. Patreon.com forward slash anaerobic rookies. If you want to uh, vote on rookie takes, make sure your questions get answered. Participate in our Discord, which is just fantastic. And of course, entry to next year's Culture and Cup. Remember, start showing that video I made last year to your friends. Start pushing that if you were in that this year. It's a great tipping competition. It was the biggest growth driver for the Patreon, for the podcast, really, was getting people involved in that. So if you loved doing Culture and Cup last year, tell your friends, get them involved. And thank you to Chris Abnell, Dave, Carly Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergicomi, Ben Wallace, Blake Moretti, Butsy, Cam Beswick, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, JSG, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, lifelong Dolphins fan, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, never trendy, party keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Schwarzy, Ty, the not so mature age student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Was. Thank you so much for your support to everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. Um, anything else to say, Mitch? No, I'm good. I'm good. I am too. Good episode. I had a good time. I hope you did too. So Brandon Smith takes firing. I know people yeah. want more. I know that's what they want is more Smith takes, but whatever. I think they do. It's it's weird. Like I I, I don't know harp like I don't want to harp on too much about it, but like 
it's just like obviously most times when I write anything that gets a bit of traction online, like you get some people agreeing with you and some people calling you stupid and stuff. And like aside from Reddit, which doesn't count because people on Reddit are just the biggest losers on the planet. Like the feedback I got has been like, and, and, we're, and we're people that've been on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The <laughs> feedback, the feedback I've gotten apart from like a couple of angry people on Reddit has been 100% positive. So I, I can't say I've ever had margins like that before. So it's all very confusing because usually people yeah, hate me. No, so. no. Reddit's a great news aggregator. That's the comment section of almost all Reddit is terrible. It's like, I know a lot of us, uh, we've got some friends who met on, I'm not going to name them, who met each other on Reddit. Oh, obviously we've met people through Twitter, but I actually was very interested in how like meeting through Reddit, it feels like foreign to me, even if someone knows you can meet through so many things because like, I never see an opinion <laughs> that I want to attach to a person almost ever on Reddit and then rep- go on there enough to start recognizing the usernames or whatever. But yeah, obviously it can happen. Well, yeah, that's but, the uh, thing. Like we had like when someone posted that bunghole thing today, someone was like, oh yeah, that guy's a lunatic. And I'm like, how do you immediately know that guy's username? Like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Such an open pool. Anyway, we're All done right. here. We are done here. We'll be back soon. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me.